The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. I'm Neil Zacharias, and you're listening to Eat for the Planet. On this show, we try to answer the question, how can we eat in a way that nourishes us without starving the planet? The show features conversations with food industry leaders, health and sustainability experts, as well as entrepreneurs and creative minds who are redefining the future of food. In this episode, I chat with Sarah Cullen, the founder of GEM, an algae-based science company working to simplify daily health habits. The core problem we explored in this conversation is the fact that Americans are overfed yet undernourished, and we urgently need solutions that can nourish us in sustainable ways. But most of the food we eat is stripped of essential nutrients, and most of the supplements available on the market don't work. GEM is on a mission to tackle these challenges by simplifying daily health habits with real food products. Their first product is a real food vitamin designed to replace your daily multivitamin with one bite of clean nutrition made with 13 real food ingredients. This is Sarah Cullen and the GEM story. Sarah Cullen from GEM, thank you so much for joining us on the Eat for the Planet podcast. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about the food system, right? If our food system wasn't full of intensive monoculture farming that's degrading our soil and destroying yeah. our ecosystems, we would have nutritious food and we would all be healthy. Unfortunately, we don't live in that world. And so I, I suppose adversity creates opportunity. Hence, we have the supplement industry. And I was reading up about some facts about the supplement industry right before this podcast. And shockingly, I found that Americans spend about $35 billion in supplements. And globally, the industry is like $140 billion or something at the moment and expected to grow up to 216 or $20 billion by the year 2026. So there's a huge opportunity in supplements, obviously. But the question really is, why on earth do we even need supplements why can't we just get all our nutrition from food? Yeah, it's a great question. And I wish we could get all of our nutrition from food. But the reality is, as you mentioned, our soils are depleted in the way that we farm today produces food that's just starved of nutrition. And so even if you eat all your vegetables and fruits and try to eat a well-balanced diet, it's just pretty much impossible to get all the nutrients that you need, which is why 90% of America is nutrient deficient, technically. With, particularly with micronutrients. And so we do need supplementation. But then the question is, in what form? I guess you, you obviously analyze this issue a little bit. What do you think is wrong with existing supplements, if anything? Yeah, lots. Um, well, I think the first and foremost is that, um, you know, and I often frame it that a lot of supplements today, they're built through this reductionist lens where we're taking isolated vitamins from food or from chemicals or from a lot of crazy sources like vitamin A and B and C, and we're isolating these from their cofactors and co-nutrients and then putting them into a capsule. And then we're saying, okay, this is your complete nutrition. But you actually need to build it holistically. So you need those bioactive compounds from real food. You need those antioxidants to actually work with your vitamins, and it does so much more for your body. And so, um, you know, one of the uh, studies that have been done on this is they've taken a vitamin C tablet and a tomato. And the tomato does a lot more for your body than the vitamin C tablet. Why? Because vitamin C in tomatoes have lysopene and mm. the vitamin C in a tablet have nothing. And so that's where, you know, getting your nutrients from real food is doing so much more for your body. And then there's, of course, the whole planet equation mm -hmm. part of it, not only for your health, but also, you know, taking these supplements. What are they doing for our planet's health, too? Yeah. And I recently read an article in The Washington Post as well basically saying how 
we we take all these supplements, we take all these vitamins, and most of it isn't really doing anything for us. In fact, because most of them are synthetic, as you as you mentioned, they're kind of an extracted synthetic vitamin. Uh, they are not easily absorbed. They're not bioavailable. Also, they don't come along with enough trace minerals that our body needs. Exactly. And so you're better off getting it from food. But then the problem is, well, it depends what you're eating. And somehow people feel, well, if, at least if I take a multivitamin and I get these nutrients, um, I don't have to worry about eating healthy all the time. And in some cases, when it comes to uh, vitamins like vitamin D or even B12, depending on your diet, or omega-3s, you're probably better off supplementing just to be safe. Totally. Um, so anyway, how did you even stumble upon this world of uh, shady world of vitamins and yeah. supplements? Yeah, so I, in my mid-20s, had a series of health issues, super random, weird. I had swellings in my face. My metabolism um, was shot. I started getting a bunch of skin issues. I had... Um, a lot of things that were happening, and I, I couldn't really figure out what was going on. And so I went through all these different um, doctor visits. I had blood tests and allergy tests. And ultimately, I found out that I was uh, allergic. I am allergic, um, food sensitive to soy, corn, wheat, and peanuts, which make up more than three quarters of our daily calories, um, whether we realize it or not. Um, these are, you know, traditional staple crops, but they're also um, really abundant in our processed foods and in our processed vitamins. It's all the fillers and the binders and the additives. Um, and so my body had been overwhelmed with these too much and it was having a reaction. And so I, um, you know, at the time was like, okay, well, I'll try to do a few diets and weed it out and, um, what that looked like was pretty much eating nothing. <laughs> and so that's where I turned to the supplement aisle. I've always actually always been a vitamin skeptic. And then mm -hmm. I turned to the supplement aisle to try to fill the gaps in my diet because I was basically not eating. There's not a lot of things that I could eat. And that's when I found out that, wow, all these things exist, right, in these synthetic vitamins and gummy bears as well in forms that you don't even realize. And most of these vitamins are actually extracted mm -hmm. just from, a, you know, corn or from soy. <laughs> um, so then I got into these other, you know, superfoods, essentially, um, and algae, so spirulina and chlorella being two of them, and really felt my health rebound. And the more that I dug into not only its incredible, you know, superfood and nutrient-dense benefits, but also its environmental profile as well. And I became radically obsessed to the point where now I'm starting a company around really fundamentally changing the way we nourish ourselves with um, these superfoods like algae that we don't normally get in our day-to-day -day diets. Yeah, so most people don't know enough about algae. And, you know, lately I've been talking a bit more about it um, because it has all these sustainability benefits, also comes packed with nutrients. There are some concerns around toxicity. Uh, what did, What makes algae so special? Like, why is it a key, key ingredient in, in your supplement, actually? Yeah. So actually, back to why a lot of supplements are mm. not built, right? Right. Because they don't have those um, phytonutrients. They don't have those co-nutrients, um, those antioxidants and um, those fatty acids. And that's what algae offers. It offers so many super nutrients, not only every vitamin and mineral, but also your omega-3s, all your amino acids, um, these really unique antioxidant profiles um, that is really easy for your body to digest and absorb, actually, due to how algae, especially microalgae, is grown. Um, so there's just, you know, tremendous benefits for your body that is really hard to get, um, particularly in a vegan way from other sources. And today, is it, is algae used as an ingredient in most, any foods? Is it, is it, to what extent is it part of our American food system to begin with? Yeah. I mean, and that's what I discovered mm -hmm. through this health journey, right? Is, is it's really just a part of, um, you know, like the, the, sort of uh, superfood aisle in your smoothies, you know, you go buy it in bulk at your at your organic health store. And it's really not accessible. It's super expensive. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy to use unless you enjoy making these, you know, superfood smoothies and whatnot. And so that was kind of, you know, the whole purpose of me starting Gem was really to um, create an accessible way to access these things, to democratize access to it, to to make it tasty, to make feeling great and tasty not a you know a mutually exclusive thing, um, and and to to really try to get it into everyday diets. Um, so right now, you know, there isn't a ton of food out there that really utilizes um, these plants and 
um, in effective ways. It seems like you arrived at the starting point for Jim because of a confluence of two um, sort of themes. One is your own sort of nutritional journey, exploration, your own health problems, and your and your own research to try to figure out how you can get nutrients in a, in a way that didn't include corn and soy and nearly every other <laughs> monoculture crop that's out there in this country. And you stumbled upon superfoods and found that were beneficial to your health. And so, you know, you're probably not the first person to find that out, which is why superfoods have grown in popularity over the last 10 years. But as you rightfully pointed out, they live in the sort of the health food aisle. And if you make smoothies, you put those powders in your smoothies. You do get some bars and other snacks that include superfoods in it. But for the most part, one of the, and let me know if you agree with this, superfoods work if you consume them consistently. Yes. That's so, a great point. So you can go and buy yourself a $16 smoothie packed with superfoods once a week, maybe, you know, or maybe more if you, if you, if you can afford it. But to really feel the benefits of it, it has to be part of your daily regimen in some way. So that's that's the power of superfoods and how it can help improve your health. On the other hand, you also have this issue, which we talked about right in the beginning, which was people aren't getting enough nutrition, and mm-hmm. hence people turn to vitamins. And so maybe this is what you arrived at. Okay, I'm getting all my... I'm learning that superfoods can give me this packed nutrients that I actually need for my body to heal and to feel better. Uh, and vitamins aren't working for most people, People need to consume superfoods on a regular basis. Yep. Why don't we combine both exactly. of them? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So then tell me how did Gem get started? I mean, wh- that's one thing to discover that mm-hmm. and say, whoa, this is the answer for yourself. The, it's a completely another matter to go and decide to start a food company <laughs> focused on this. So how did that leap happen yeah, for it's, you? Yeah, it's funny because I don't think I... St- I didn't start Gem thinking, oh, this is going to be the antivitamin or I'm building something that's going to replace the multivitamin. I just wanted to build a convenient way to get all of your nutrition in the cleanest way possible. (laughs) And that's how it started in the most real way possible. And so we're a real piece of food, 13 different plant-based ingredients. It gives you kind of all of your vitamins and minerals that you need. And it's something convenient and delicious to take every day. And you actually look forward and remember to take it every day versus swallowing a handful of pills, right? Mm -hmm that you don't actually look forward to. And to your point, um, it's really about consistency more than anything else. You don't actually need mega doses, you know, once a week doesn't do anything for you. It's about just taking enough to fill the gaps in your diet every day. And that's actually how you get to, you know, well-balanced health. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's, you know, what inspired me to kind of create a healthy habit company, I guess, around um, this superfood. And I got started in my kitchen um, doing a lot of bizarre experiments, which I'm happy none of them made it to market. But this one, um, utilizing algae, I eventually got a team together of scientists. Um, I have an herbalist, a functional medicine doctor who helped me with the you know, final formulations. Um, but a lot of it was our own trial and error. And actually, before I launched GEM, I did a private beta group with Um, I think it was over 300 women um, that we actually seeded the product with um, and prototyped the product with to make sure it really worked for women um, before we ever launched. So Mm -hmm. we did a a lot of different studies and tests in building it, um, and then we we launched in um, in late 2018. And so what is GEM for someone who has never tried it? I'm assuming a lot of people listening, have um, some of them may be hearing about this for the first time. What is it? Why is it different from... A supplement that maybe someone is taking right now? Yeah, great question. So GEM is one bite of daily nutrition. So it is meant to replace uh, your multivitamin, um, either that comes in a pill or capsule or in a gummy bear. It's one piece of food that you eat. Um, It's made with just 13 different plant-based ingredients, so spirulina and chlorella and a red algae called astaxanthin being um, three primary superfood ingredients. We also have ashwagandha, which is a really well-researched, you know, stress herb. So it helps your helps reduce your cortisol levels when taken every day. Um, so we have a ton of nutrients packed in here. Also, all your vitamin Bs and D and omega, all in this clean bite. There's no synthetic binders or fillers, or colorants. Um, and you take this every day for uh, to fill the gaps in your diet and for complete nutrition. We're a direct-to-consumer company, so it's delivered directly to your door every month for $39, $1.30 a day. Um, you get 30 bites, and you take one bite a day, and that's gem. You mentioned, you said this, and I wanted to make sure I mention it. 
You said we are a healthy habit company. Yeah. And so the fact that it's a subscription program is because this wouldn't, it isn't like you would eat a bite of jam and then you're good for the rest of the month. Uh, exactly. You need to eat it daily, I'm assuming. That's what we're encouraging, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it replaces, uh, it doesn't replace food, it does replace your existing vitamin if you are taking one. Yeah, so it's it's designed to, uh, so we looked at sort of the average deficiencies in a woman's diet, um, and then we looked at sort of the modern issues that plague us most, right? So stress, mm-hmm. especially with all of our environmental pollutants and the way that we work, um, and um, you know, fatigue and a lot of our skin issues, um, kind of brain fog. So we looked at these modern issues and our average deficiencies, and then we designed um, the plants that can help deliver those nutrients um, to to help fight those those issues um, and to help fill the gaps. And so that's how it's designed. Um, we you know believe that less is more, so we don't do mega dosing of anything, like I mentioned. Um, and that's all in this one bite, and you take it every day, and it's really about consistency, as you mentioned. Um, and your ingredients, since it's a food product, all your ingredients were sourced from food ingredients, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned you had some scientists and uh, nutritionists and herbalists work with you. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've also started to wonder about and do some more research on is this uh, misunderstanding a lot of people have about certain powerful ingredients. They assume because an ingredient, say, gives you energy or helps fight stress, that you can combine it with another ingredient that also gives you energy and helps fight stress, and magically it'll give you a double dose, Mm -hmm. uh, when the truth is not always that. And the truth sometimes is certain ingredients interact well with other ingredients to produce synergistic effects. And in some cases, combining certain ingredients could actually negate their individual effects or could actually cause harm to you. So how did you factor in uh, the science of this, really, uh, with the fact that you obviously had identified certain ingredients? To what extent was it about combining them in the right dose also? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Um, We worked with a lot of scientists um, in doing that. Um, So we're an FDA-regulated product, which is really important. Uh, A lot of supplements today... Um, are actually not, they actually have a supplement panel, a nutritional panel in the back that says supplement panel. Mm -hmm. We actually have a nutritional fact panel. So we're built as a real food, which means that our label makes no claims. Everything you see on the label is exactly what it is. We're incredibly transparent. Um, We don't use any ingredients that haven't been tried and tested in the market. Mm -hmm. So we don't use any scary things. Um, And so you know, this sort of radical transparency and real food aspect made that science a lot easier, too, because um, we we use things that, yeah, have been um, in the market uh, mm-hmm. for a long time. And so we work with scientists to make sure that, you know, all the nutrients that we that we have in there really do work together. Mm-hmm. And again, going, you know, we do have those fatty acids and um, those those compounds from real food that actually help um your body absorb those nutrients, um, real food bioavailability, which is really important, which is a lot, which is pretty much what a lot of vitamins lack is real food bioavailability. And that's this, you know, that's the biggest science behind making these things work in your body. And, you know, you mentioned about the FDA, the supplements are sort of live in this gray area between drugs and food, right? Mm -hmm. So they aren't regulated like prescription drugs or non-prescription drugs also that need FDA approval. Mm -hmm. So they don't need any approval, but yet they're not, they're kind of classified as food, but they don't have to meet the standards for food as well. And so they're kind of like innocent until proven guilty, Mm -hmm. unless, you know, there's some adverse reactions and then they get, some of them have gotten into trouble. And yeah, you got to be careful about some claims you make as a supplement, but uh, I don't think it's that tightly regulated, um, which is why the industry is is known to just make you know outrageous claims and uh, and people and sell most of it really doesn't work, and people people buy it still because they they buy the marketing really. Yeah, exactly. The choice to be to have a nutritional facts label was because you were a food product um because you were not in pill form you had to do that and also you know it's a it's also, I also a benefit wanted to do that that's what i was hoping yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that that's that's the biggest part of the science that i wanted to deliver mm-hmm. i didn't want to hide things on the label i mean a lot of you know i was a vitamin skeptic because it there's a lot of things that i don't I don't know. Like, where do your vitamins actually come from? Mm-hmm. How are they made? You know, that was the really crazy for me. The thing for me when I was when I was building this is that, you know, everything from our makeup to our hair products to tampons even, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about organic and sustainability and knowing where they come from. But with our vitamins, a lot of people don't know. 
Um, so one of the alarming stats that I love to give is that, you know, 90% of vitamin D on the shelf today comes from lanolin, mm. which is a fancy word for sheep's wool. And not that that's inherently bad necessarily, but like you're taking vitamin D every day from sheep's wool. In mm-hmm. gem, our vitamin D comes from mushrooms, right? And so it's just, it's it's coming from real food really um, makes a difference in um, not only the transparency and the science, but just also the, the sourcing and the quality. Yeah. So tell us, tell us more about the sourcing and the quality. Here's it's a big topic because as a startup, you want to do the right thing, but you also don't have the resources to do necessarily to spend the amount of money that's required to source the highest quality ingredients. How did you solve that problem? Yeah, I um, spent a lot of time, you know, uh, sort of scouring the earth, I guess, <laughs> looking for the highest quality um, suppliers. We do a lot of due diligence, actually, for our stage of a company. We do invest a, a ton in it um, because we make sure that our suppliers are um, organic whenever possible, non-GMO, um, all that good stuff, uh, soy-free, corn-free, wheat-free, peanut-free, um, nut-free. Um, but we also look at every single uh, ingredient that we source and make sure it doesn't have unnecessary binders and fillers. Um, you'll be shocked mm-hmm. at a supplement label. It'll say, oh, you know, this vitamin D is just from lanolin, for instance. And actually, there's about 30 other ingredients. So your little pill and capsule, this hot pink thing that's supposed to be the epitome of health, could mm-hmm. have over like 200 different ingredients that have nothing to do with the vitamin and mineral that you're getting and don't even like work to help you. I mean, that to me is so counterintuitive. That's obviously an important part of what you've been building here. But um, a bigger thing really is if you even if you had formulated the best kind of product um, and you had, you know, you've tested it, you've obviously combined the right ingredients, you've sourced them carefully. The question remains that that is still a food product that mm-hmm. um, you won't help anyone until they make it a habit, right? Which comes <laughs> yes. back to uh, sort of your your direct-to-consumer e-commerce subscription model. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that sort of an obvious thing right in the beginning? Or when, at what point did you decide the way to get this to the market? Because it must have taken a lot of little decisions to get you to where I think you are right now, where you're sort of living in your own You've kind of carved your own space for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, as far as I know, there isn't any other supplement out there that can claim to be a real food supplement, at least one that is not a pill. Right. I mean, some who have, have pills claim that the source of their ingredients are real food, but yours is actually food. Exactly. <laughs> food in one bite uh, to be consumed like a supplement. So you are you're 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 fitting into an existing habit, but you have you're kind of creating a new one as well. You're you're 100%. turning a supplement regiment where someone pops a pill into now taking a snack, really. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So when, like, how did this thinking evolve from, okay, we're going to have this food product, but we're going to, you have, was it, you had to go direct to consumer? Because how would you, what would be a retail play for something like this? Well, we had to go direct to consumer Mm -hmm. because we are introducing a new category of nutrition. And here's this funny bite. And without context, right, on a website or or uh, um, something like that, you might think it's a snack when mm-hmm. looking at it. And, you know, eating too much. Well, I've eaten a lot of these bites, but, um, <laughs> you know, it, it, they're really nutrient dense. And so you do need that context. Um, mm-hmm. And that direct-to-consumer model was super important for us for that and also to build this community um, and to build these healthy habits. We knew we needed to be direct-to-consumer in order to really um, you know, deliver that um, in the right way, but also um, in the early days, and and still now, it's so important for us to have a direct relationship with our customers and our community because that's the way that we get feedback and make sure that we're always improving our product. Mm -hmm. Um, Going wholesale right away, you don't get any of that data. You don't get any of those relationships. And so um, particularly in the early days when you're building products and you're always, you know, you're radically iterating and you're improving, um, you really do need that close relationship. So direct-to-consumer model was was a no-brainer and sort of the only, only option for us in the beginning. And same with subscription. It just made sense because that's the only way that this really works for you is taking it every day. And um, so building a model around encouraging that. And how did you handle the consumer education part of it? Because, again, you're trying to create healthy habit, a sort of a new habit, hacking into an existing habit. Yeah. Uh, you're turning snacking into the new supplement mm-hmm. <laughs> in some in a small way uh, or, you know, making it a new health ritual. Um yeah, what did you do in the beginning? With you mentioned you had about three hundred people in your initial mm-hmm. beta group. Were they 
skeptics? Did they were they confused about what it is that they had to do? How did they come on board so easily? Yeah, or maybe it wasn't easy. <laughs> well, yeah, no. So it was all sort of like word of mouth, refer a friend in. Oops. Um, so it was all across the country, a mix of, you know, vitamin skeptics and vitamin believers and a lot of people who were just looking for a better for you option. Mm -hmm. There really isn't a lot of, you know, right now that the supplement aisle is you, you swallow a handful of pills, you take some sugary gummy bears or you do these really complicated powder routines. Mm -hmm. Um, and so people who were, you know, believed in the philosophy that food is medicine, you know, didn't really have like, were that first option for them. And so actually what's quite beautiful is, um, the simple unique form factor of gem being this little bite um, and, you know, just holding it up and saying, this is what your vitamin should look like, this real food bite instead of this hot pink capsule really was enough to get people to say, mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. Um, th that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I, and, and was enough of a hook, I think, to, to get people to at least try it. <laughs> yeah. And how's it been so far? I know you said you launched in 2018, so it hasn't been that long. But mm -hmm. uh, so you're very, obviously, very early stage as a company. What have you learned so far? You know, what are you willing to share about your growth? And uh, I just think there's so much potential in this. But, you know, it's still you're again, you're in a new category and that is never an easy thing. No, it's it's not. Um, we've had tremendous growth just in the past year. We've grown like 10x. So it's been really phenomenal. Um, and I think, you know, we've there's a lot of things that we've learned. Um, it's been couple of days on that one. But I think most of all that um, that a lot of people are looking, um, that they they are looking for um, an option that is real and clean and um, just works better for their body. And for the most part, you know, that's what GEM delivers. And so that's what's been amazing to learn about how we are meeting different consumer needs um, has been a really cool learning process. Um, yeah, and in terms of like, have you felt that um, a big part of what you're doing with your core consumer base is starting a conversation about health? And this becomes a, a good, because, you know, the nature of your product itself leads to questions, especially the first time you come across it. It says, wait, why? What is this, first and foremost? Is this mm -hmm. a snack or is it a supplement? Okay, it's a supplement. Why is it in snack form? And And if it is, why do I even need it? which are excellent questions because you have answers to them. But totally. more importantly, it then sparks uh, a conversation about health in general, about nutrition in general, about if you're able to take GEM daily uh, as a start and you, and you feel like it is actually making a difference for you and you feel like it has replaced your, your vitamins and your, and your existing supplements, it probably then inspires some of your customers to then dive deeper into learning more about nutrition and health. Have you found that to be true as well? Yeah, definitely. We've gotten a lot of customers writing in that, you know, have like over 90% of our customers feel a difference in, you know, they have um, stronger nails, their hair is longer, they have better, you know, regular digestion, they feel more energy. Um, and so, you know, they really feel the benefit. And when you start to feel great, then you want to share it and you want to dig even more into it, right? And you become um, really obsessed. And so we have a pretty, uh, yeah, obsessed and fanatical, <laughs> I guess, base of customers. And it's been really cool to be a part of that and to have them. I think not all industries or categories lead to that sort of cultish base mm -hmm. or something that people really want to share about. You know, I always joke like, you know, toothbrushes. Like, I don't know if people want to like talk about their toothbrush <laughs> routine, but with health routines, people really want to. Mm -hmm. And actually going back to your original question of what we've learned, you know, what we've learned is that people not only want a better for you option, but in a real and a clean option, but they want simplified options. That there's just so much noise out there and Gem is really cutting through it mm -hmm. in a very simple way. And that's something that we've really listened to. And as we, you know, continue to grow our product line, we're looking to how can we simplify um, your daily health habits um, and not only clean them up, but yeah, truly simplify them um, in really innovative ways. And so that's been, I guess, a huge, a huge learning. But, you know, it's it's interesting. Like we're, I think we do pose a sort of, um, you know, we spark a lot of questioning and myth busting around mm. supplements that no one's ever, like I mentioned, no one ever really questions where vitamin comes from or how it's made. And no one really, um, you know, these are, there are all these myths out there that you need 100% or 500% of everything. And, um, 
and the list goes on. And so I think we have sparked a lot of those conversations, which is tremendous. Yeah. And if you're able to get your core, because if you, go, if you get your customers to adopt the habit of starting to at least take gem daily, the products that you have on the market right now, I, I mean, the way I look at it, the potential to build on that is just significant because uh, if <laughs> listen, I focus a lot in the food industry and when I walk into health stores, it's like I, or grocery stores, whether it's Erwan in LA or Whole Foods or wherever, for the most part, I know enough about ingredients to know that a lot of the products are are, are, are selling stuff that actually isn't going to help you in any way. So, mm-hmm. for example, without knocking any particular brand, certain beverages that claim to have you know adaptogens and functional foods in it, again, coming back to the point, do nothing for you unless you're literally going to drink that daily <laughs> exactly. or a couple of times a day. And so, which is maybe the hope of the company that someone is going to do that, but it's unlikely to happen. Uh, and then, so I'm seeing a lot of um, powerful ingredients just being delivered through the wrong mechanisms because some people think it's easier or quicker to achieve success as a CPG company by launching a beverage or launching an yeah. energy bar or launching a chocolate bar, whatever it may be. And it's they may all be right, and I, I may be the one who's wrong. Uh, but, you know, maybe the longer-term play, and maybe that's what I see the potential in what you're doing here, is that if you build that honest authentic habit with the help of a product that's actually delivering daily nutrition, you can then build on that to have, um, you know, uh, supplements or gem that is uh, customized for different needs at different life stages or even different times of the day. So you could have, uh, for like, you have all these drinks now and, and products in the market that help people with sleep or you have people that need that afternoon pick me up i could you know you i can almost envision that you're not only tackling the supplement market you're in, if you're successful and you do play, do things right you can slowly creep into the uh, energy bar smoothie sleep supplement market and and it's the potential is way beyond just being a multivitamin in a in a bite maybe that's your bigger vision exactly you just said it for me. Um, that is exactly our vision, is that we really want to bridge this world of supplements and superfoods mm-hmm. um, and simplify it. And, you know, there are really powerful ingredients out there. But to your point, it's about how it's delivered and um, in a format that your body can absorb. And so, you know, even things like ashwagandha, um, you know, you mentioned people taking a $15 latte with ashwagandha in it mm-hmm. once a month doesn't do anything for you. <laughs> but if you take ashwagandha every day at the functional dose that we provide in GEM, um, it's proven to reduce your cortisol levels by 20%. And cortisol is that fat-loving hormone, mm-hmm. right, um, that a lot of us have and um, from, you know, fatigued adrenals. And so we do put really powerful ingredients that um, in, in the best forms possible that when taken every day can do incredible things for your health. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we want to do that across these different categories, like you mentioned, sleep and energy and gut, um, and um, hopefully really combine these two worlds and um, improve, you know, both human and planetary health. Yeah. And you can also understand from your customer base, again, coming back to that community and conversation about what it is that they need. I mean, eventually we'll end up in a place where you can have personalized nutrition and all of that, but we're not there yet. But you know, what if you find a majority of your customer base is like, I need an iodine in my diet and I'm finding that that's missing. Do you mm-hmm. have a supplement or, you know, a, a gut supplement, more probiotics or prenatal version of, of gem? So I can totally see, you know, someone customizing their subscription based yeah. on their needs. And because they've already developed that base habit now, um, you can build on that. And you know, back to my criticism of some of these other companies that are using similar ingredients, but then delivering them through these um, uh, basic beverages and drinks, and and those ingredients are really added in as selling points more than anything else because people are attracted to adaptogens and functional <laughs> foods, mm-hmm. uh, at least on the coast uh, for the moment. But one of like all the other thing that people have tried is to put them into an existing. A product that people do consume daily. A creamer is a good example. Yeah. So you've seen creamers now with with um, added functional mushrooms and adaptogens mm-hmm. in it because they know people consume creamers daily. So that's yeah, a great hack. You're creating a hack. Well, you're creating a new habit. So to me, it all comes back down to this habit creation thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's the, the 
crux of your future. Yes. <laughs> How do you actually get people to make this a habit? And and yeah, what are your thoughts on that? And what have you, you know, I'm sure you've been you think about this way more than I do at the moment. I've just been thinking about it before this podcast, but. What have you learned so far? To me, that's so much about consumer behavior and thinking, right? Yeah, and I think there are some companies, as you mentioned, who've tried to create daily habits by hacking existing ones like coffee, mm-hmm. right, um, or creamer, um, things that you use, but then adding doses to it. I sort of did something similar, I suppose, where I took multivitamins. So people, you know, 50% of um, Americans actually take a multivitamin, or mm-hmm. at least they claim to. Eight out of 10 actually don't remember to take Mm -hmm. it every day because it's not a pleasant experience, but um, 50% claim to take it. And so we said, okay, instead of taking this, you know, take Gem. And so we provided an alternative for a natural alternative to them. Um, And I think as we expand into other categories, it's something that we think a lot about is how can we um, make these healthy habits really seamless. And a lot of it's making something that you look forward to doing, Mm -hmm. something that um, works. And when something works and you feel great and you look forward to doing it, then it becomes a pretty easy habit. Um, And so, you know, that's uh, the goal with Gem is just making it convenient and um, delicious and um, something that's incredibly effective. Yeah. So what's what's next for you? Um, you're obviously poised to do a lot more. A lot of it is dependent on how fast you grow and how much capital you're able to raise. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, all those so, fun well, back-end factors. All the not fun factors, really. But... Um, yeah, what's next? What do you what do you where you want to take where do you want to take this business next? Yeah, we want to continue building out this healthy habit platform um, that's driven by or powered by algae, um, and uh, continue delivering really innovative nutritional solutions um, and simplifying your cabinet. So you know we're starting with sort of the all in one the multivitamin, but we do want to go into other categories um, and touch on other. Um, issues, modern issues that, that plague us, that maybe our current gem bite doesn't um, meet, such as sleep. Um, and I think there is a lot of opportunity there. And, and a lot of this is actually coming from our consumers currently asking this. So we're uh, constantly in touch with them and polling them and um, figuring out, you know, what else we can do to not only improve our current product, but, um, you know, build more solutions that meet more of their needs. And so we're listening to them and um, together building hopefully some some new products that we can launch later this year. And do you think at at some point, maybe it's too early for this, but do you think you have some role to play in retail? Do you think that yeah. that Gem has a way to get into that space as well? Well, we're currently in Erewhon <laughs> and okay. a few right. other uh, retail spots, um, but we are you know. 98% mm-hmm. online. So um, we do want to go omni-channel and go retail. Um, if, you know, if our our larger mission is democratizing access uh, to better nutrition, and that means trying to, yeah, to get, to get it out there as much mm-hmm. as we can. So I do think going into retail is super important into doing that. Yeah, I think the question of when probably comes down to some of those back-end factors mm. of, um, of of fundraising and and of some other things, but also I think it's when we feel confident that we are able to get the education out there and know our customer well enough um, to be able to deliver these things without the context of our website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just being on a shelf. And so I think we still have probably another year of at least of um, brand awareness to build um, before we do that. And how would this you obviously wouldn't be a subscription product in in the shelves. So right now in Erewhon, for example, is it just sold as a snack? Right. So that's exactly mm-hmm. what I mean by education. Um, not only knowing that it's not a snack and mm-hmm. something that you, you know, just have one or two bites of. Um, but also something that you need to do consistently. Yeah. And so that's kind of impossible to do in a retail model. <laughs> um and that's where, you know, we hope to build the education and, and sort of the brand base to to that way when we're in retail, hopefully people um, will kind of know it's something, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, like these other staples that you kind of come back for every month um, yeah. and refill on. I mean, th- there's, a, there's a benefit to it. Obviously, you get more reach and distribution, but the drawback is that you could have that first touch point with a customer that they perceive you to be a snack. And you're never able to then shed that perception that they acquire because they're like, no, that's that's just, just that's just an energy ball or energy square, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, 
it's not something I'm supposed to have daily, and you're just mm-hmm. trying to make me do that to sell more. Um, so, I mean, I think there are some risks, but it depends on what products, and, and maybe you need a separate kind of a product category eventually, or a SKU that is more snack-focused. Exactly. Yeah. I think that with some of the products that we plan to launch later this year, they might be more retail ready than this current product just mm. because they'll have more focused benefits whereas this current product is so beautiful and that it offers so many great things for your body across energy and yeah. um, you know focus and skin and hair um, and balance um, but in the end of the day I think that it's only it's 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 almost better to, to simplify that even more from mm-hmm. a retail lens um, so we have a few ideas of, I think, other products that we could go to market with that might be a bit stronger. Um, and hopefully uh, the consumer feels that they can really connect with. Yeah. So you're about a year or something into building this company, building a food company by no means is an easy task. And you obviously started all of this because of your own health journey. How are you able to balance both of that, running a company, you know, having to focus on growing it, but at the same time, um, you've got to stay healthy along the way as well. You've got to live your brand. So how do you manage yeah, to achieve that balance? It's a good question. Um, I think it's, you know, hard work every day. I don't know if you ever, if you just get there and there's no finish line, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's every day. It's um you know, I've, I've built in my own healthy habits, I guess, <laughs> into my morning routines and my afternoon routines and, um, you know, the lifestyle that I live and exercise and nutrition. I wouldn't say I'm, at far, I'm definitely far from perfect. Um, but I think, you know, that's the important part to know is just that it's it's an everyday thing that you have to work towards. Um, and entrepreneurship entrepreneurial life is mm-hmm. quite insane um, and it's a roller coaster as as everyone knows and so um, you know staying healthy is really important and often um, if I feel overwhelmed I just go back to the fundamentals right which is of course gem you know just like mm-hmm. one bite a day it's sleep it's water mm-hmm. it's just getting out and moving your body it doesn't have to be an insane exercise even if it's just walking I think when you go back to those fundamentals um, then you can really simplify things. Yeah, because I think everyone's trying to sell a hack, right? These days, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, hack your way into X, Y, or Z. And the bottom line is that, yeah, there's some things that help more than others, and there are some possible shortcuts you can take. But for the most part, it comes down to what kind of habits you can create. And that's that's something I've learned over the years, too, is yeah. just that if you don't do something consistently, no matter what it is, you're not going to, f- you know reap the benefits of it. So it it kind of connects to your product, your DNA as a company. And I think um, a big part of what you're building here is is that honesty, which is, in, which is sort of missing from the health and nutrition space, which is you're not trying to be something you're not. It's a, it's a, it's right now, the current product, at least I'm sure you'll have more coming out this year, but your current product, at least, is a replacement for your daily multivitamin. And that's a starting point for hopefully more habits. Um, but then you can just, you know, it's a empty canvas to build from there and you can create whatever you want. So um, now that you've been doing this also for a while, what what's what still inspires you to keep going with this? Like what if you had to, I know you touched upon it a little bit, but if you had to summarize what drives you and that drives your employees and your company culture um, because it's I'm sure it's not been easy so far but it's going to continue to not be easy even if you succeed so what drives you because if you don't have that drive you're never going to succeed so what is that one true north or aspiration that you have for the company and for your customers and for this brand yeah it's it's simply making people feel their best and make and when I hear that someone feels amazing and they're happy and you know they have optimized their potential like that that drives me and i think and i think that drives our team too um and it's really that simple and in order to to make people feel their best it's about all of these things it's about providing you know the cleanest nutrition um in a way that um not only is better for you but also better for the environment all these things are a win-win and helps you feel great and helps you feel um like you're doing the best that you can to take care of of your health and those around you, and I think that is um, like the if if I could just help improve everyone's health and make them happy and their best, like that that's great. Mm-hmm. That, that's what drives me. 
Yeah. And so what are you hoping, you know, this is more of a, a longer term question. Um, I ask um, everyone who comes on the show, which is, you know, you're part of a new breed of companies that are looking to develop better food products that are better for people. And, you know, that's in some ways the, the theme of my podcast is how do we how do we nourish ourselves without starving the planet? And what I mean by starving yeah. is really we're just depleting the planet of, of its mm-hmm. resources. Mm-hmm. So it's a you can't do one without also not you have to think about both, right? You can't just you really have do. something planet that's good for the planet, but it's going to actually harm all of us. And you need that balance, which is not easy to find. And so you're part of this new breed of companies that are working to tackle that problem. And and I feel like, you know, food obviously is is one of the best ways to address the challenge we're, we're going to face and are facing with climate change. But at the same time, you know, if people aren't feeling good, yeah, you're not inclined to care about bigger issues like the rainforests burning <laughs> or uh, the oceans getting depleted or there being more f- plastic than fish in the oceans. You're not going to... Totally. You'll hear about it and maybe you'll, maybe you'll recycle, maybe you'll use less plastic, but you're not going to do lasting change until it actually... We're human beings. We're, I don't mean to say we're inherently selfish, but we are, we, we do things that are good for us. And then when we are, you know, save yourself first and then you can maybe save the world. It's true. It's a circular economy. Mm-hmm. It's really true. You can't, um, you know, unless you feel better, uh, then, you know, you're not going to be able to take care of the planet. And, and frankly, a lot of the things that make you feel worse are things that aren't good for the planet anyways, you know? <laughs> That's true. Um, so most of the processed things and mm-hmm. um, that actually that, that don't do well for you, all these stresses, um, they're things that don't do well for the planet either. And so um, it really is a circular process that mm-hmm. is important. And so at the end of the day, um, that's what's amazing. You know that if you're taking care of your health in the right ways, guess what? You'll, you're actually taking care of the planet's health, too. Mm-hmm. So um, and I think that that's the greatest that, hack. <laughs> that's honestly the greatest hack. I think a lot of people try to really complicate that. And it's, yeah. it's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you really boil it down to that, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I think it's hard, too, because a lot of these um you know, there's a lot of alternative vegan things out there, and I, you know, applaud our steps in that way. But it doesn't mean all of them are actually the healthiest or, or doing the healthiest things for you. So I think there's a lot of education that has to be done around that, mm-hmm. particularly with a lot of these like soy-based products that are just really overly processed. Um, that might be better for the planet in terms of, um, you know, instead of animal protein. But there's still, I think, a lot of um, improvement that we can do both in those nutritional profiles and, of course, the sustainability. And that's where, you know, algae comes in for us. Yeah, I no, I totally agree with you, and and I agree that there are steps towards something better, but they're a step and not yeah. necessarily an endpoint. Um, but you know, really, the question I didn't even get to it, but really, the question I was going to ask you was if we, if your company and others like you succeed at what we're trying to do, which is basically rearchitect our food system, rearchitect people's daily eating habits that promote health, that promote sustainability. And not if, but when we are all successful and when you've achieved your dreams and vision for this company, looking far ahead now, I'm talking about 30 years down the line in the year 2050. And I give that year up because, you know, by most estimates, we're going to be about 10 billion people on the planet then. We're only 7.5 now. Not only, but we are 7.5 billion now. And if we just continue business as usual, basically, we're going to have a really hard time feeding 10 billion people. Mm-hmm. Um without completely destroying our natural resources. So the question really is if we, or when we do succeed, what, and if we are able to make this transformation in time, uh, what's your best case scenario, like your utopian vision of what the world will look like in 2050? Oh, we're all eating algae. Yeah, <laughs> that's the future of food. And totally, you don't even know, you're not even going to know you're eating it. It's going to be hidden in things. I mean, there's thousands of different species, thousands of different species of algae, micro and macro, um, that all have tremendous nutritional profiles that all can be grown in in, in uh, space, in water, polluted water, salt water, sea, you know, everywhere in, in little tubes at one-tenth of the space. It's, it can produce, the, you know, algae can produce the same... Uh, 
amount of food as a staple crop like a land crop like soy or corn in one tenth of the space, and it's twenty times more productive in terms of converting the sun into into energy into food or energy that your body can absorb. So there's just there is actually no other way that we're going to fill feed two billion plus people mm-hmm. um, by 2050 unless we radically change the way that we nourish ourselves and. Um, and it's not just going gluten free or um, soy, <laughs> or, or even it's, vegan for that or matter. Vegan. I mean, you can it, be a it, terribly it really, unhealthy. It really yeah. looks. We really have to change the fundamentals of our system and mm-hmm. um, and the ways that we're getting our nutrition. So there, that there's only one way, and that's that's the way that I see. So wow, you're well, <laughs> you know your you know your focus, and you know your. Uh, your your true north in that sense, I guess, because we definitely have a long way to go before algae is abundantly consumed, at least in this country. Um, but it there's is, a lot of innovation to be had, that's for sure, and that's yeah. what we hope to you know invest in eventually as a company as we grow and um, and build products that people love and that make them feel great. We can hopefully invest more and more into this. Well, I'm excited to learn more as um, as the company grows and as algae becomes more abundant and um, and you know we use technology in a smart way to to extract the right nutrients from this and turn yeah. them into products that everyone wants to consume um, and and it's a healthy and sustainable way to to feed us to save the planet, of course. Uh, so I applaud your efforts and I'm I, you know I just find obviously. I find what you're doing really interesting. I think it's it's unique. It's just coming at a very big problem in a very, very sort of out of the box sort of unique way of looking at it, and um, which makes it sometimes I'm sure very difficult to convince others. Um, but I'm hoping we can we have at least convinced a few who are still listening. So yes, uh, thank you. You've been listening to Eat for the Planet with Nil Zacharias. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to show your support, please subscribe to the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about how Eat for the Planet can help your brand or organization develop the right strategy, implement scalable operations, and grow responsibly, visit EFTP.co. That's EFTP.co. Let's rise up to the challenge of transforming our food system. Thank you for listening. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.